Hey, how's it going? Great. <laughs> so you've been busy? Yeah, moving is busy, especially when you're not even living in your own house yet. Um, let's see. When was the last time I talked to you? I don't know. Long time. When when we interviewed Chris. Do you know what month that was? No. <laughs> I think I was wearing the same t-shirt I realized a few seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look how green it is back there. This is my grandma's house. Yeah? Utah is very, Utah is very green right now. So you're visiting family today? No, we don't close on our house until the end of the week. So you're staying and, at your grandma's? Yeah. Where is this? Alpine. Okay. Cool. Are we recording this? Oh, um, it started <laughs> recording when I started talking. So. Oh, it's awesome. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's I. I wasn't sure because like I was giving information that we would provide in the podcast. So <laughs> this is probably going to be even less interesting to people because it's not even about like it's not even about shared experiences anymore. Well, I'm kind of uh, I I did it. I mean, I went through freshman year. I don't think there's anything. <laughs> right. that... No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we could retread old topics if we want to. And that option is always open. Like when me and Sean just had a chat to catch up, we didn't talk about freshman year once. <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever. Eh, and it's mostly just an, uh, an excuse to oh, find right. out more than what the Instagram pictures say, you know? <laughs> right. Which is what most of my. Uh, my <laughs> relationships have been because <laughs> I, I don't know, I know anybody in Las Vegas and I've been here for, since September. So yeah, yeah, whatever. So Come catch us up. up to to, Utah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about, about going back to Utah anytime soon. <laughs> I tried so hard to get out of Utah straight out of college and I, <laughs> I kept on getting jobs in Utah. <laughs> I applied everywhere. No, I interviewed a bunch of places too, but I guess Las Vegas is so close to Utah too. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So last time we talked, let's let's call it the summertime of last year. Okay. What have you been doing? Um, a lot of sitting around with the kids. Um... <laughs> What's that? You got some tribal drums going on? Oh, sorry if that's coming through. That's okay. Uh, I, I'm I'm in the basement, and <laughs> so you're just hearing everybody on the main floor. <laughs> It'll be extra exciting for the for the other two listeners. Um, <laughs> we had like ten last time with Sean. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> um, Did you listen to Sean's at all? No, I was probably. I think you shared it. I mean, I haven't been on social media as much in general, um, so um, I just have started Instagramming a little bit more. But um, I think I saw it. I, I saw it that it happened, but then I wasn't like on Facebook all the time to to remind me of it. Yeah. So I I will I will go back and listen. <laughs> it's not it's not required listening. I want to. Here, smile big for the camera. 
<laughs> Good. I just I was looking at I, I was looking at your face instead of the camera, but I guess that's okay. I was looking at the screen as well, so we're both looking down. Cool. I got a screen capture. Yeah. <laughs> I usually do that covertly, but this time I wanted everyone to be smiling. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure if I have barbecue sauce in my face or not. I can't, oh, I can't see. You're all red. Okay. The lighting. Oh, Zoe's gonna say hi real quick. Hi. <laughs> she can't hear you. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. See so, ya. Yeah. Um. So to catch you up, last time I podcasted, my wife was pregnant. Really? We now have. Yeah. I guess so, huh? Have, we now have our second kid. Uh, Jude was born October 7th. And he is now a seven, almost eight-month-old baby who is much more dependent as a baby than his older sister was. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... When I would go to like, because I'm the stay-at-home parent, right? So when I would go to playgroups and stuff, and people would complain about their kids and how hard parenting was, yeah, I I always sort of bragged. Well, I didn't brag, but I was like, I don't I don't get what everybody's complaining about. Parenting is so easy. <laughs> I've I've done this. <laughs> um, here he is, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> look at the screen look at the screen little baby oh that's good <laughs> cute uh, so I yeah I would tell people you know what's the big deal like my kid's awesome I don't know what you're complaining about and I mean he's awesome but like we are not like philosophically we don't have any reason to be co-sleepers yeah. or anything like that and he has been in our bed like every night for a couple months. Like he just stays constantly attached to us. Yep. And I realized that I don't have everything quite as well figured out as I thought I did. I just had a really <laughs> good first kid. <laughs> yeah, I had the the worst first kid. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun. I wonder where this is going to save to. <laughs> Jana, can you please take it? <laughs> okay. He's going to get tangled up in these wires. Um, so, so, so how did you, or you were in California last we spoke. Yeah, uh, you texted me once when you were in Concord, and I was like, that's cool, and then neither of us said anything after that, and I, <laughs> and I felt really bad that we didn't hang out. I was like, what happened? Oh, what? Rachel's got ailing grandparents that live there, uh -huh. and so every time we see them, <laughs> act like it's the last time we're going to see them, but we've seen them <laughs> like 10 times in the last uh -huh. couple of years, so... Uh -huh. So it's always like, oh, you gotta, we gotta spend time with the grandparents. They're like ninety-five <laughs> years old, but it's it's fine. It it was uh, it's hard because it's not my family that I'm visiting, so I'm not like the right. leader of the uh, the agenda when we're out there. I don't know. I know. 
And no, and I wasn't like mad at you. Like I wondered, like if I should have said more than I did. I was like, <laughs> no, no, this is like I missed my opportunity to see Chad in real life. <laughs> yep. Um. So yeah, we were in California, um, and less. I mean, it's sort of been a year in the making that we wanted to move to Utah. Okay. But we. We weren't really sharing that a year ago. I I took a couple different trips out here last summer. One of the times I just sort of hung out and saw different people that I knew. Um, I came out here just with Zoe, our oldest, and uh, Jana was home working. Yeah. And that, we just did a lot of weird cool things like we went to little small towns that I had never been to that like I have friends that have like a ranch in this little small town and just saw growing up here I never really I mean I went into the mountains and things but I never really appreciated how beautiful parts of Utah can be and um, that first trip I had I had really not been thinking this way. We thought we were going to end up somewhere in Northern California. Yeah. And then just spending time with people that I actually knew um, rather than just the people that I was forced to be around. And, um, and then also seeing some of the natural beauty of Utah, like that really got me thinking that – that might be the move we wanted to make. Again, not anything I thought we would want to do. Um, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I was really along the lines that you were saying at the beginning. I, I was not planning on this. Um, but just felt really good about it, and we we started thinking about it because we knew that our uh, time was going to be up in California or at least in that house once Janice's parents got back from their mission. Right. Um, and uh, and I, I especially Jana mentioned this right away that if we were going to move to Utah, we were going to move to Salt Lake. Okay. Um, and so, uh, and so that started the plan, and we got really excited about that. We really liked the idea of living in a city. Um, rather than the suburbs. We're not big suburb people. We just haven't, I don't know, we haven't had a lot of, not that we've had bad experiences, we just haven't had, like, we haven't fallen in love with any suburb anywhere. Yeah. Um, uh, and, yeah, and then we we were still, this wasn't going to happen until the end of this, the year that we're in. This wasn't going to happen until, like, next January. Um but uh, we are super unconventional in the way that we do everything. <laughs> and so because we're super poor, uh, you know, stay-at-home parent, non-publishing writer, and um, a social worker, we sort of have been in conversation with my parents about a base of operations for them if they wanted to go on missions and things um, and them either like building a second unit in the backyard or just buying some place that already had 
a separate apartment. Um, and that would allow it. I mean, Utah's a million times more affordable than a lot of other places, but especially um, Concord. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Um, but that would make it even easier for us to make that transition. And so, my dad, since we're going in on this with my parents, my my dad suggested that we look into doing that earlier, while housing prices and interest rates are what they are. Yeah. <laughs> And so we started thinking about it seriously a few months ago, and, and uh, we made a trip earlier this year, and we looked at houses and just fell in love with the one that we were about to move into at the end of this week, and Jana started applying for jobs at the same time and got a position at Primary Children's Hospital as a social worker there. So, uh, so you, you quit and moved without having a job secured. <laughs> so we, Jana didn't quit yet, but we <laughs> we started the whole like loan process and house buying process before yeah. we before we had a job, which is totally backwards. Um, <laughs> but since we were doing it with our parents, the loan started. It was gonna be like a secondary home, mm-hmm. as a second home, which is how it was gonna work. But Jana was able to get a job in the middle of the process, so now we were able to get the loan as a primary home, and that just makes things a little bit easier. Yeah, it lowers the interest rate and the points and everything. Yeah, well, fewer fees is yep. one of the main things, too. So, cool. Where is he, Where are you moving to? <laughs> I mean, we're moving to Salt Lake City. The house, because we're buying it with my parents, it's a lot nicer house than we would have ever gotten. Well, we're, we're at in Salt Lake. So it's in the avenues um, in it's on A Street in the avenues, like at the top of A Street. And it, A Street is like the end of the avenues. Yeah. And so uh, like after that, there's like a canyon. And yeah. so we just have, so we just have like one of the most beautiful views in the whole city of like the Capitol building is across the canyon from us, like gigantic right there out our front door. Yeah, and, and then like, the, the zoo is up the street, right? On the opposite side right. of the of the avenues. And, okay, and, yeah. But we just have like this great view of the lake and the airport and the city and the capital. It's it's really insane. We're like poor. We are poor people, and like I know we're moving to Utah, so like things are more affordable. But like, it's a it's a nice place. Is it like a 1930s style bungalow <laughs> type? Or is- it, it's. It's yeah, it's like a bungalow or, or I mean, sort of in in between like a bungalow and a craftsman style. Um, it's not one of the Victorian ones. Yeah. Um, it was built in 1915, so exactly okay. 100 years ago. Yeah. Is it haunted? I, there are some definite places that like seem like it could be. There's <laughs> in the basement. There's like this door from one of the bedrooms in the basement that just goes to the. To the crawl space under the like the front of the house, and it's yeah. just dirt, and it's like that's that's totally where they buried. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my wife's aunt lives on Thirteenth and Thirteenth. They're on the in the avenues, and they go to the church that's really nice there on like Yale Avenue or something, or Harvard. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, it's a nice area. Big trees and quaint houses. You can take care. Of, you can talk. Sorry. Who's talking to I, you? I think I think it was like two thirty. Um, 
<laughs> trying to have <laughs> trying to do hand signals. It's like it's like a radio show when they have like a producer or something, <laughs> yeah. but they're still trying to keep the conversation going. <laughs> so how long have you been? Like all of your stuff that was in uh, in the house in California, is it in storage right now or? So since I mean it's my in-laws' place, um, we were a little unsure about this because they're still not getting back until January. Oh. If the house was just going to sit vacant yeah. for those several months, they found a young couple um, who both just got off missions, and they were on. They were like a couple beforehand, and they went on missions at the same time, and they just got married, and they asked them if they wanted to stay in it for a few months. And so all of our stuff is piled in the front room. Okay. And, and that couple is like moving in and we're like, you just can't use the front room for now. And, um, and so after we sign the paperwork at the end of this week, I'm hopping on a flight and I'm going to go load up the U-Haul and <laughs> drive it back. So you're in the middle of it. You're not done yet. No. <laughs> and, and like before we move, like, so it's this beautiful and at least for us big house. Yeah. Before we moved from Baltimore, we got rid of all of our old furniture and we moved into this fully furnished house. Mm-hmm. And so we're moving into like an empty house. <laughs> we have we have two couches. I and a relatives giving us a third. So we have three couches to move into this house and that's like all of the furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, a, and we just bought, like, a nice double tall air mattress that we can see. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that was – I went through that stage, but that was in college where we moved into an unfurnished apartment and had to sleep on an air mattress for several months. <laughs> We had, we all knew this was part of the plan, so we we had budgeted <laughs> to buy furniture. The, the double air mattress is just going to get us through yeah. the transition. We're, we'll have a we'll have a bed within a couple of days. Cool. So, what are you writing these days? Um, well, it's it's been hard because <laughs> because of that damn eight month old. <laughs> but um, um, it's. No, it's uh, it was going really, really well, and I actually credit him for the ideas that I'm writing currently. Um, it was like while I was holding him at three in the morning when he was a brand new baby that I got this idea for a new book project, um, and because uh, the one that I had been working on all through grad school, I realized it wasn't really anything that like there was. No, there was no actual, like I had written, you know, hundreds of pages and there was no story, like nothing had happened. And, um, <laughs> and so I, I realized that I needed to start a new project and, uh, this, this guy, um, helped me start the idea. Um, and I get, I mean, whatever. You five listeners, you can steal the idea if you want to. Uh, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's, You're being all uh, guarded, like we're gonna steal your novel. <laughs> <I didn't matter. laughs> or or make fun of it. That that might be why I'm being guarded as well. But uh, no, so I was like holding him in the middle of the night, and it was kind of awful um, being up in the middle of the night and 
it just started me thinking about, you know, what if I had to do this by myself? Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, and, and people like have weird thoughts all the time, right? Like I'm sure most people that have been married have had the thought, you know, what would I do if, if my, if my wife or husband died, you know, um, or, or if they left or, um, and so that started getting me thinking about about this. Um, and, you know, this is the other part, reason I'm being a little guarded. I don't, like, have any ambitions to be a Mormon writer, per se. But um, the story idea is, is a little bit more Mormon. I, I don't want it to just for a Mormon audience, but um, it got me thinking uh, that way, you know. Uh, if I was doing this by myself, you know, would I remarry? And it started me thinking about how, uh, you know, we say we don't believe in polygamy anymore, but we really do. Because um, <laughs> if a man remarries after his first wife dies, like, like the idea at least is that that's, that means there's going to be two of them there <laughs> after, in the next life. And so, so again, I'm not writing it like as a faithful story or as like an anti-Mormon. I'm not like trying to make any point about Mormonism, but the characters just happen to be Mormon, and it's going to be about this guy who remarries after his first wife dies, and sort of how he's conflicted about that. Because I'm, conf- I would be very conflicted about that because I'm not comfortable with with the idea of <laughs> polygamy, um, and so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 but but a lot of the story is also just about like dealing with grief and those kind of things too. That sounds so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think it probably will be pretty sad. But... It's good. So you're just writing when you have spare time. Sometimes when the baby's not yeah clinging on to you. So, I mean, for the. For a few months, it was the best that it had ever gone. I was writing every single morning at five or five fifteen. Yeah, I, I would. He was sleep. He would only get up once, and we're getting close to that being what he's doing again now. Yeah. But um, I was getting up at five, and I had a couple hours before anybody else got up, and uh, I was doing that every single day, and I I felt more like a writer than I had ever felt. Like it like when you're doing that every day the ideas just come and come and come. Um and uh we I mean it really started getting thrown off when we came out to Utah to to look at houses. Yeah. Just that trip that trip sort of threw him off and he's never he's never had a good schedule again since then. <laughs> but, oh yeah, with me, I, um we're going to have a baby next month. <laughs> oh, awesome. I'm sorry. You were asking me questions. <laughs> like, I should have been asking you questions. It's not like this is just a one-sided podcast. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. We're having a number four boy. So nice. Jan, Jan, or July 4th sometime. So am I getting you excited about having a baby <laughs> as I talk about I, I just remembered that I was having a baby as you were talking about it. I'm like, oh, crap. What if I have four kids all by myself? <laughs> so, yeah, we're not 
not ready. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we've done it before, and it's another boy. We got all the clothes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hand me down. Well, so it will be good. Like it's, I feel like at some point you just resign yourself. <laughs> like I'm not saying that like parenting is something that you like you're resigning yourself to, but uh, the difficulties of it at least at some point you just like yeah that's part of my life. Yeah, and Lawrence is already two and a half. I mean he was just a baby, and it's mm -hmm. I don't even know where the last two and a half years went. <laughs> so I'm like yeah they they've been uh, miserable, but I don't remember the miserable times. I just remember it flying by. So whatever. No, exactly. <laughs> That's it. Well, all right. And and he and Jude is awesome most of the time. Like like he's so fun and he's he seems cuter and smarter than other babies, at least I feel like he is. <laughs> and, um and like he just is happy all day long and smiles at people and plays little games and Yeah. Babies are fun. That was that's gonna be fun to have another baby. Because I'm still changing a two-and-a-half-year-old's diapers and thinking, oh, man, I can't wait to change an infant's diaper. It's going to be so much better. <laughs> well, whatever. I don't think we're going to start potty training until he's almost three. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, well. Is that, is that how it went with the other ones? Or? Yeah. They come at the intervals that they come in that we're taking care of an infant and trying to potty train, and it's just too hard. So we just let them do it until they're really ready They understand things. Because you can potty train them when they're two. Right. But then, then you're going to have to deal with poo and pee all the time in underwear. Right. And I'd rather not do that. I'd rather wait till they run to really understand. <laughs> right. Whatever. So um, also, who do you know in Utah? I mean, do you have – you grew up there and your family – lived in San Diego for a while, but you grew up in uh, in Utah. So do you know a bunch of high school friends, or do you still have college friends there, or is a lot of... Yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's a couple of people from growing up that I still know, but um, yeah, it's mainly from college and afterward. There, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of people, I mean, even a lot of people who are sort of against the idea of Utah end up back in Utah um, and I like some of our good friends from Baltimore well they're actually getting divorced but <laughs> the, guy, the guy who I'm very good friends with he lives in the avenues um, and like they have a kid that's my oldest kid's age and they'll go to the same elementary school um, uh, Paul Ricks still lives in Utah uh, though eventually I think he's going to go elsewhere to get a PhD somewhere else um, and we'll see if he ends up back here or not but yeah he's here for now and um, yeah there there are a number of number of other people and and since we've moved here or talked about moving here you know other people say hey we're not announcing this to the world yet but we just want you to know that we're planning on on heading that direction in a year, year or two just you know I I think like when you're move, I don't know. It's like when any big new thing happens in your life, you all of a sudden recognize that thing out in the world more in general. Like, like for example, buying a house. 
if I listen to the radio, there are a million like commercials aimed at home buyers, like like loans and and um, hey, loans and refinancing and furniture and all that kind of stuff. And I never paid attention to those commercials before. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, like like they're talking to me. I mean, I'm not necessarily going to change anything because they're a commercial. But, you understand what uh, they're saying, though. <laughs> right. And I, the same thing has happened with us moving to Salt Lake. All of a sudden we've paid attention to uh, – it seems, it seems like, oh, it seems like everybody moves to Salt Lake. Um, even though not everybody does, it's just that we – we see it more now that it's something that we're doing. Yeah, I planted a bunch of shrubs in my backyard. Uh-huh. And now I see those shrubs everywhere. <laughs> and I can name <laughs> exactly. what kind they are. And it's like, oh, man, those are a lot bigger than ours. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, man, how do they get those so healthy? Like, and ours are all scrawny and look like they're going to die. So before, I never even noticed these desert shrubs. I thought they were just grow, but. You have to do the drip irrigation, and you have to <laughs> make sure you don't overwater them. And it's bad news. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> How are you doing, buddy? Okay. He fell and hit his head, I guess. Oh, all right, guy. <laughs> um, yeah. What? So, what's Las? I mean, you might have talked, gone over this in the Sean episode. What's Las Vegas like? What? Has that transition been like for you guys? What I mean, apparently you just interact with people through podcasts and Instagram, but other than that, yeah. Um, Las Vegas is all right. We moved in September, and it was like a hundred and something degrees, and then it cooled down in October. <clears throat> I work four ten, so I wake up at five fourteen every morning, and it's a, about a twenty five thirty minute commute into Las Vegas. And then I work from 6 till 5 with an hour lunch break, and then I'm off every Friday. So that's been, I mean, work has been like a business trip from Monday to Thursday. Because I get home like at 6, and the kids go to bed, especially in the wintertime when it's dark at 5.30. Mm -hmm. Kids go to bed like at 7 o'clock. So I don't ever get to see them because I get home and uh, eat. And then I'm sitting on my phone and watch Netflix <laughs> or do do whatever on my phone. Look at mm-hmm. uh, look at BuzzFeed or look at some Tumblr feeds. <laughs> sure, I know that line. <laughs> and uh, and then they have I go to bed like at nine o'clock, nine thirty, because I can't function without sleep. Um, the work is a lot different than I've been used to. I'm a developer now. Okay. So I, I had to learn, like teach myself JavaScript and HTML and CSS stuff, and uh, and then write some scripts and that's been interesting. I have dreams about it, and I I think uh-huh. about what possibilities of logical statements to figure out what I need to to do in yeah, the shower. It, seem, and, it, it seems like whenever somebody has has to do some sort of puzzle type thing um like like if you like if you play tetris like you you will have dreams about tetris yeah um and that seems very similar to me i yeah 
<laughs> that makes sense to me. Sorry, keep going. It's good. I went. I've I've gone on several business trips. I have a a clearance with the Department of Energy, so I went to the. Uh, I was recruited to do some field work in the White Sands Missile Range in southern New Mexico, oh. and that was eye-opening of how much <laughs> the government does. Like we were kicked off the range one time because they were going to do a, a live missile test. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. these cops come, or these police trucks come screaming up on the dunes where we were. And like, oh, what are you guys doing here? He's like, we're under this project. And we gave him this code. And he's like, all right, leave. <laughs> like, we're like, we were going to leave like at 11. He's like, no, leave now. I'm like, all right, we're leaving now. <laughs> My my parents live near Camp Pendleton, north of San Diego, uh-huh. and and where where they live, like they, whenever they have like a bombing range, like whenever they have like a something they're doing on a bombing range, like you just hear these loud concussions like the whole day long, like yeah, yeah. But uh, Las Vegas is fine. I I'm in the primary. I teach the eleven year olds. And they mm-hmm. got me doing being a Weeblos leader, so I'm with the ten year olds as well. So I know the primary kids that are ten or ten and eleven, but I haven't been into elders quorum, so I don't know any of the guys. Yeah. Um, I know my co teacher and he's out of town every other week, so <laughs> we teach we just switch off every other week teaching. Um, and it's fun teaching those kids, I guess, but Rachel's in the uh, primary presidency, so she knows those three people and right. doesn't know anybody else in the Relief Society. So right. we're, we're kind of stuck. And everyone I work with is weird and older. Yeah. <clears throat> like super, super nerds. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. <laughs> but I, it, it's, it's fine, I guess. We have a pool, and we live next nice. to a park. We haven't really got to use the pool yet, though. It's been a really Why? cool May. Okay. Like, this week has been a high of 75 every day. And yeah. uh, one time the pool temperature in April got up to, like, 70, 72, which is still pretty cold. But I yeah. got these straps that you can strap onto your ankles, and it's like a bungee cord that you attach to the edge of the pool, and you can swim in place. Oh, okay. And it works great. <laughs> nice. You can do different kind of strokes and stuff. Are you tired? That that feels like something that would make you drown if you didn't know what you were doing. But <laughs> yeah, you like you swim and then uh, then you follow and then you let go and the bungee cord pulls you back. So it's fun. But other than that, I mean, I can't believe that it's already end of May and I haven't really done anything here. Uh-huh. And that's how it's going to be for the next couple of years. Like I think the plan is to uh, get my resume padded with a GIS developer and learn a bunch of these skills that I'm learning right now, and then go be a GIS developer in um, in Oregon somewhere, probably for a city or county government. Cool. Um, the federal government's really good jobs. I've been. I was a Department of Defense contractor in Utah, then a Department of Homeland Security contractor, and now a Department of Energy contractor. And um, I don't know if the problem with government jobs is they're in places that you don't want to live, or places right. that are way too expensive to live. 
Right. So, I mean, I could go to New Mexico or Las Vegas or Livermore has a, a complex with the Department of Energy. But then I went on Zillow <clears throat> and looked at, like, houses in Livermore. You can't buy a house in Livermore. <laughs> no, you can't. Uh, and there's, like, two-bedroom, 1,500-square-foot for, like, 700000 or yeah. 900,000. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's interesting. That's how, how much was a uh, Bay Area. Yeah, how much was a uh, a rent? Or did you ever pay rent in that Bay Area or just live at your in-laws place? We we were like paying part of the utilities and we were covering the property taxes. Okay. So like that's all we were doing. It was <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean and they, I mean, my father-in-law tries to do this kind of stuff all the time where he sort of sets something up that's benefit, like mutually beneficial. He knew it would help us a ton out as we were coming out of grad school and um, it meant that their house was being watched over and it meant that Janet's grandma was being looked after. Um, uh, but it also meant like that they weren't taking a loss while they were gone. Yeah. Or at least not... A, at least not as big a one, and um, yeah. It paid off, so, do you know? I'm sure it is. Yeah. So. Cool. So, what are your yeah. interests and hobbies, Anthony? What do you do uh, these days? Well, I, right now my interest and hobby is moving. Um, but no, I've I I'm I'm a I'm a technology addict. Like I. I don't find any particular meaning out of surfing the web or being on social media all day, but like that's what I would do all day if I weren't checking myself. Um, and so uh, I I do sort of default to that a lot, but I try to delete apps from my phone all the time so that I have less of a reason. So I have less of a reason to be on my phone. Yeah. Um. And whenever I go through those little purges, I end up doing things that I like to do more, and I've been reading a ton while we've been at my grandma's house. It's been great. Um, I, Because I, I want to be able to finish a book or two a week. Um, like, I, I want to read, like, a lot, a lot. Um, and, I mean, otherwise, it's like spending time with my kids and trying to make sure that they don't just see the inside of a house all the time and go and see things, you know, go see trees in the sky and stuff. I yeah. like it. <laughs> so what are you reading? Uh, right now I'm reading, I just finished a book called um, The Making of Zombie Wars. Uh, it's by one of my favorite novelists, Alexander Hemin. He's a Bosnian immigrant. He lives in Chicago. And um, The Making of Zombie Wars is about this aspiring screenwriter who lives in Chicago, and he's a total, like, loser, like, sucks at everything, and he just lives his life really passively. Um, but it's um, the chapters are interspersed with the screenplay of this zombie movie that he's writing. Um, and... Uh, he normally writes really sort of depressing novels about the um, about the conflict in Bosnia and Yugoslavia, but yeah. but this this novel was a lot funnier. Um, 
And right now I'm reading a memoir called H's for Hawk by Helen McDonald. Okay. And, and it's about this woman who picks up like falconry after, well, she was already, she already really liked birds of prey, I guess she says, but um, she picked up falconry after her dad died sort of as a way to cope with that. And so she goes and, so apparently falcons are easier to train than hawks, but she like goes and gets like this hawk and like, she's going to like train this hawk um, to be her pet and to hunt things. And um, <laughs> it's really poetic and like, she's really, she has uses really lyrical language, but it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, and violent because like the animals are so violent and so a, a couple of months back i can't remember if it was a year ago or a month ago but you posted something on facebook asking everyone's advice to get into fantasy yes yeah 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 i did do that what did you <laughs> what did you what advice did you follow or what did you go after um did you I was even reading read any fantasy <laughs> no i was reading a whole bunch of random things i can pull up some of the things that i was reading um i i had a dream a long time ago that i was like this dream would make an awesome fantasy novel <laughs> like that's never been the kind of thing that i was planning on writing uh, but i started writing it for a little while i i don't know that it that it grabbed my passion enough to really go for that but maybe someday down the road i'll return to it um yeah i bought like several books um, that I started reading. Um, let me um, see if I can pull some of them up real fast. Um, but uh, the, so people can steal this one, and they might actually make money rather than than my like contemporary Mormon polygamy story. <laughs> um, um, but uh, so the the idea for this one, I had a dream where like. I was on this giant, like, dragon thing. I think it was like a dragon, but it was, like, so big that it was, like, a continent. And it had, like, so I had, like, it, like, had its, like, its whole ecosystem. Like, there was dirt on its back, so, like, plants would grow on the dragon's back. And, and like, people would build um, cities uh, on the back of the dragon. And, um... And so I started thinking, what if there was this whole world of, of places where, like, all of the continents were, were different sized dragons, and and some of them moved around faster, and maybe some of them flew, um, and so people would live like on these cities in the sky, and, um, uh, and uh, anyways, I thought that that would be an awesome fantasy novel, <laughs> and and so I started looking at. I don't forget his, I forget his name. I started looking at that guy that wrote the Discworld novels. Yeah, Terry Pratchett. Yeah, Terry yeah, Pratchett. Me and, Sean He's more a, of a... me and Sean had a Terry Pratchett discussion. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I started looking at those. There's like a lot of them. Um, if you want I, to, I can send you a, where to start. I've read... 95% of Terry Pratchett's Discworld so far. Nice. How many are there? Do you know? I think there's like 30, and then there's a, like another four Tiffany Aching young adult Terry Pratchett Discworld. I haven't okay. started those ones, but 
there's uh, ones that focus on the witches and wizards, ones that focus on the city watch, ones that focus on, um, uh, oh yeah, Rincewind, he's the wizard, and then the witches are like Granny and Nanny and those ladies. And then uh, there's ones that focus on different continents and <laughs> ones that focus in. Uh, and then there's the new ones that focus on the city watch and uh, there's going postal, invention of mail and uh there's like invention of uh like that goes from the dark ages into the industrialization right. and right. The, the different it's sort of like realms steampunk or whatever yeah kind thing no <laughs> i mean no, no, maybe no. some illustration would make it look like that but it's really not uh -huh. it's like a different okay. world and in how their industrialization would be uh -huh. It's it's great. You should read some Discworld. <laughs> I'll send you my okay. favorite Discworlds, and I like them. Please do. <laughs> um, I started reading China Meville's Perdido Street Station, which was pretty interesting. Was that a suggestion uh, on that your was post? A suggestion. Huh. It was. I never heard um, of this. I started reading. This was a little hard for me. A friend who knew that I liked sort of more serious books suggested um, R. Scott Baker or, or R. Scott Backer um, in The Darkness That Comes Before, which is apparently the Prince of Nothing series. And um, that was really hard to get into. Because <laughs> it was sort of like the obfuscation or like the opacity of you know, literature that they make you read in college mixed with a fantasy novel. Yeah. So you're so you're you're sort of twice removed from understanding anything <laughs> that's going on. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh yeah. Um, those were but and I was writing that for a while but I really wasn't excited about it. But, though I think I had some really cool ideas. Like, check it. One of my ideas, since they live like on the back of a dragon. Yeah. Like, if you live on the earth, right, the thing that you mine are minerals. But if you live on the back of an animal, yeah. the thing that you're going to mine is meat. <laughs> so I had this idea of like an open pit meat mine and like the miners just go and get all bloody and like there's just like <laughs> – at the bottom of the, of the mine is where it's the most gross because there's just like this pool of like yeah. blood. Yeah. Um, and uh, and like there's just like flies all around and it's like awful and gross. <laughs> and I, I had a few different ideas like that that I thought. And I, I did some research on like Norse mythology because Norse mythology like apparently like the whole world is on the back of the serpent. Um and there's some there's some other like religions that that have stuff where people where people are on the back of animals like yeah. Discworld it's a turtle right yeah and, a turtle with four elephants and then the continent sits on the four elephants <laughs> right <laughs> um, and then uh, you know I I hadn't got into this when it came out but then I watched all of um, Avatar and then the Legend of Korra yeah and they. And then they they have the um, the lion turtles. Is that... the Legend of Korra on Netflix? Do you know, or where did you watch uh, that from? 
all of the episodes are available on on the Nickelodeon website. Like the all four seasons are available for free on the Nickelodeon website. Okay, because I watched uh, Avatar with my kids a couple years ago when it was on Netflix. I liked it. I think I'd like The Legend of Korra. Yeah, I mean it's it's drawn a little bit differently, and the characters are a little bit older. So, like, it's like for a slightly older audience, but my my five year old handled it no problem. Like, my uh, I have a Wii from two thousand eight, you know, (laughs) and my son (laughs) just started really getting into uh, Wii Sports, and he was bowling. (laughs) without the strap on his wrist and it was like in the youtube videos he threw the remote and it's oh, cracked man. the screen and it's just oh. totally ruined the tv and i had a i went and got a blu-ray with an hdmi cable and i was i don't think we even watched our we got what's that one like ben stiller movie that he like imagines a world and then he ends the up. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yeah, we got that in Blu-ray, and I don't think we've watched it yet. <laughs> we oh, and I don't man. think we will for another. <laughs> and we we've so we we are without TV right now, but it doesn't uh-huh. matter because I'm always even though the TV was on, I had my phone in front of me, looking <laughs> like at IMDb or researching plots and things like that. Because one uh-huh. of uh, me and Rachel's old pastimes when we had a TV was to sit down and watch a cheesy BBC murder mystery. Okay. So we watched all the Miss Marples and we watched all the Poirots and then all these other like Doc Martens and things like that. <laughs> we're, just, we're just really into uh-huh. these cheesy and nice. we're trying to see who we always guess who murders someone and we're always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and they all have the same structure. It's like, okay, gather all the suspects in and the detective's going to go around and tell everyone how, why they didn't but why they could have and then finally end up on the murderer and the murderer is going to freak out and try to kill the detective and then they're going to stop them and say blast you poirot <laughs> every time but that was like a going to sleep type or like yeah. 9 30 at night put on a poirot watch half of it or whatever but i'd always immediately go and look at the story synopsis to find out who the murderer is <laughs> so i'm watching it and so i like drop these clues of why i think someone's the murderer even though i know exactly what's going on <laughs> so I, I look like a genius detective with rachel watching. how did you know that <laughs> so so was that the did that become the pleasure of watching it then because most of the time like the pleasure of watching a detective story is you don't know what's going to happen i don't find pleasure in not knowing something and then being surprised um rachel i always watch like i can watch the same murder mystery over and over (laughs) like a year later i'll forget details and just go and watch it like oh i know who the the murder is but i forgot how it got up to that yeah, yeah. So I mean, and then I, I read plot synopsises before I jump into a book, and I know exactly what's going on. It, it makes me follow the book or a movie if I know what's going on better, and I, uh-huh. I hate not knowing, so I look it up before I go in. <laughs> That's how I enjoy it, and if it's enjoyable for some people to not know, like some people go into movies blind. It's like, oh, I'll just. 
I'll just expect if I if I'm gonna go watch a movie, I'm gonna look at the reviews and then I'm gonna look at the the Wikipedia article on the plot and find out all the spoilers and then uh-huh. go. I don't know. It's fun. I I'm definitely that way with books that I don't care. Like if I already know what happens, like I'm, I mean, there's still like 300 pages, you know, on average. Like knowing knowing a page synopsis does not like translate 300 pages yeah. of reading to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I I try to contain myself though when it comes to movies that I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, but I always, and maybe I'd be okay reading synopses, but the problem is I always watch all of the trailers and all of the clips that are made available. And that's, that's a little worse for me because often those will show some of the coolest things that happen in the movie. Yeah. Um, and, and then the movie is, I mean, it's still entertaining on the second viewing, but um, sometimes it's not the surprise of what's going to happen, but the surprise of like the visual that's going to be on the screen is, Especially like when I, I'm watching this trailer on my phone or the computer or something, and then, and I've already seen the coolest thing that happens in the movie on this tiny screen when it would have been a lot better if I had seen that for the first time on the movie screen. So did you go see the new Avengers movie? I did. Yeah. I I see all I see like every movie that's marketed to me. Yeah. Um, uh, but I um, even if like. I don't have any like particular. I just see like all of the action movies, <laughs> um, and uh, I would never tell anyone like those are my favorite movies, but I still see all of them. And Gina doesn't want to go to them, and so the Avengers I saw with a bunch of people actually, but most of the time I'll just go at nine or ten o'clock at night when the kids are asleep and just go and watch it by myself. What? That's my dream. I like tell Dude, Rachel that I'm going to do it, and I never end up doing it. It is. I, so I did this for the first time right before I left on my mission. Okay. Um, I saw a movie my parent... by myself on a business trip. Um, I just uh-huh. went because I was it was a business trip. I was either watch a movie in the hotel or go watch a movie that I want to see. And then uh, I went one time when I think Rachel was out of town, went to California. But I mean, yeah. while while kids are at home and while the wife is at home, I've never just all right. I'm going to a matinee. I'll see you in a couple of hours. But I <laughs> totally could, and it's not like a big deal. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So like, I I do it all the time. I do it at least six times a year. I would maybe more. Wow. Um, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I did this when I was 19. My parents had moved to California, and I didn't know anybody. Yeah. But I, I wanted to see the second Matrix movie, and so yeah. and so I went and just watched it. But and I felt so self conscious that first time, like yeah. like because it was a really crowded theater. Like who is this creeper I, sitting in the theater by himself? <laughs> but um, as I got older, like I really stopped caring. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe especially since I'm the stay at home parent, it's like a way for me to do something by myself, like without the kids. Um, sure, but uh, yeah, I do that all the time, and I love it. Like, movies are just something you like. 
especially if you're at a movie theater, you want people to shut up anyway. So like, it's like yeah. There's no communication I'm, with. I, yeah, you got it. And then I, I can't take Rachel to any of those action movies. She hates them. So right. I mean, I took her to, um, I took her to Guardians of the Galaxy, and she hated it. But yeah, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't really like it either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was kind of over it. I loved. I took her to Captain America: Winter Soldier, and she really liked that. And that's my ideal action movie, like a a spy thriller type. So those Captain America movies out of the Marvel movies, a lot of critics think that the Captain America movies are the best, the best ones. Well, the first Captain America movie I cried at. Uh (laughs) Like I don't cry at movies, and Captain America's on the phone or on the radio with like his girlfriend or whatever. It's like the right. last, the last time he's he's gonna crash into the ocean or whatever. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right? This is so sad. <laughs> I know. That was great. Um, do you listen so to podcasts I, at all? I do listen to podcasts. I listen to a lot of basketball podcasts because, okay. like, I like basketball. But uh, other than that, I listen to some other ones. I don't like listen to the funny ones. Like I like people being funny, but like after an hour, like I don't care that much. Yeah. Um, I listen to this one called New Tech City that I like a lot because it's sort of about how we overindulge in technology, and I'm very self conscious of that. Yeah, while you're doing um, it on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. I mean, I, I a lot of the podcasts I listen to are just radio shows. Yeah, I. Um, That's how I started I out to. in podcasts because I I was uh-huh. listening to the Radio from Hell show every morning uh-huh. while I drive to work, uh-huh. and then uh, then they Dude, had the podcasts, I, and so I de- started I, downloaded those. So moving back to Utah, I totally forgot about X ninety six, but mm-hmm. uh, it is so funny to listen to because it's like. This is all the same music that was on 15 years ago. Yeah. But you're playing the same. It's like, I, I feel like the like the station was made for me. Like, <laughs> they're like, like we don't care about high school kids and the music they're listening to. We're gonna keep playing the stuff that Anthony listened to when he was in high school. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I uh, I stopped listening to Radio from Hell a couple of years ago. And then I was listening to the spinoff, the Geek Show podcast. That was what one of the hosts had a podcast. And they were talking okay. about a bunch of geek stuff and comic books and movies and stuff. And then one of my favorite people died of an asthma attack. He was the movie reviewer. Jeff Weiss was his name. And then after that, there was no interest for me in that podcast, and I killed it. Or I, I unsubscribed and never went back. Uh-huh. And then... um. I never got into like the Mormon podcasts or whatever. I think there's the Mormon stories and there's like cultural hall and stuff like that. I I listened to some of those uh, for a little while just as I was sort of figuring things out on my own, but but I I realized pretty quickly that I wasn't interested in them. Yep. And then uh, I listen to mostly comedy podcasts, comedy or movie review. So I'm like an expert on these movies without seeing them, and I have opinions based on other people's opinions, which probably isn't – I shouldn't trust those guys' opinions. I should trust my own. <laughs> but at least uh, I can pretend to be up on pop culture movie references. So I totally understood what you just said, but you were cutting out a lot. Um, 
Well, I don't think I'm cutting out. There's a baby screaming in the background or laughing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Take him away. It sounds no, okay. It's yours. He's half yours. Um, but uh, <laughs> no. I'm definitely that way with I, I don't listen to any movie review podcasts but I read a lot of movie reviews Yeah, and I realize afterwards I don't care what any single movie critic says like yeah. I, I I care about zero of their opinions um, mainly because all they're trying to do is tell me whether it's good or bad and like I enjoy a lot of bad movies Yeah, like, I don't enjoy a lot of good movies um, and and or if I do enjoy a good movie, like I don't care if someone tells me that it's good, like like let me go and see it and see like what I get out of it and what's entertaining about it and what ideas I like from it, like and I don't feel like I don't know if they would just sort of be more descriptive rather than trying to give a grade, I might enjoy movie reviews. More. I like a uh, comedy film nerds. There are comedians that and filmmaker documentary filmmakers that read the movies. I don't know. That's fine. And then I like Doug Loves movies. <laughs> they just talk about movies and play games. <laughs> like one of the games I play with Rachel all the time, or anytime we have guests over, is we name a super popular actor or actress, and then we go around naming a movie that that person has been in until we can't okay. think of anyone. And then yeah, the yeah. last person to name the movie is the winner. Okay. And it gets so hard. <laughs> Especially that, when you're that, on the spot. That is totally my kind of game because I know like popular culture like embarrassingly well. I think it comes from all this technology addiction where I'll just like sort of like you're talking about, like you just like look up IMDB stuff or uh-huh. um or, so I, yeah. <laughs> Alright, we've been talking for an hour. Is there okay. anything else you want to uh to say to our five listeners <laughs> or what else is going on in your life or um I, yeah maybe maybe we should have like people submit questions i mean i, I guess to some <laughs> extent we sort of uh did that uh, oh how about that. this how about uh what what were your thoughts on the last or on the whole how many episodes 12 episodes we did on the escape from q hall any insights mm-hmm. that you pulled about your uh 19-year-old eight months of your life? Um, so, in general, I think really poorly of my 18 and 19-year-old self. Yeah. But, but, so it's, but I really enjoyed the time. So I, I don't, I, I can't, like, really match up, like, see how those things work together. You're like, if much. I could go back and relive those as I, what I know now, I would be a lot cooler and I would be, well, not, I would have, I, I would appreciate my time a lot more because <laughs> it was not just that so I fun. would be cooler, but maybe just like, I think I, I mean, and I, I don't know that other people necessarily remember you this way, but I can think of the times when I was a jerk oh. and, um, and, and I would, you know, if I could redo those things, I, I don't care. Like, I'm glad that I wasn't a good student freshman year. If I had been a good student freshman year, I wouldn't have had the experiences that I had. Um, but um, yeah, that, there was just sometimes that I was a jerk, and like, I mean, I sort of hinted to this in my own podcast during the Escape from Q Hall, 
But like there were some times where I, I said things badly about other people behind their backs or even the fact that I participated at least one of the times in that in that grading like <laughs> of, of the word directory. I can't believe I did that. Like that is so crazy to me. Like like that makes zero sense to me. Um uh, and so yeah, like I, I would redo some of that stuff, but um in general, I mean, I'm still just sort of blown away, even despite the fact that I was a jerk sometimes, just how how grateful I was to know that group of people during that point in my life, and how cool they were to me, even though, like, I wasn't always the best person, and, and again, this is from my perspective, I don't know that. Hopefully not everybody thinks of me as a jerk. At least yeah, I think you're time. fine, Anthony. I don't think anybody <laughs> thought of you as a jerk. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, like, like I just feel really grateful to have known those people during that time, and it, and it's awesome to see like a random picture now of like when Sid went on vacation with her husband or when you take a picture of, of your kids like on a swing or with the pool or, or whatever, you know, like, um, like even though I haven't seen you, you guys in person for a really long time, like that stuff still gets me really excited because, because everybody meant so much to me during, during that year. Yeah. And, I started a, I started a podcast going over my mission uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm, I'm probably six people in now and these uh-huh. podcasts go two and a half hours because they Uh are uh they are your what have you been doing since the last 10 years since the mission so a catch-up and then starting at day one of your mission every companion Uh every area every funny story and then the end like crazy foods crazy music and then just different uh different experiences and we haven't i mean it's just all the uh i guess it's everything non-spiritual about the mission right, right like we haven't gotten into in, like any in-depth touching stories at all or what because everyone's just like there's a camp out for two years in the middle of brazil <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> but i mean after that i talked to uh, one of my friends and he's like yeah i haven't seen you but i knew that if i ever saw you again we just start off where we left off 10 years ago and and i'm like yeah right. i'm the same I'm I'm not different than I was ten years ago. <laughs> like I keep on I keep on reading the uh the same like what your wife thinks, what you think and differences like that. And it's like when you get married, um well the problem now is when you got married, your what you thought your wife would would stay the same and your wife thinks that you were supposed to change or something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm the same as I was when I was 22 and I got married. So, so that's frustrating for my wife. There's 10 years, 10 years along or nine years along. And all of a sudden we're, <laughs> we're, I'm the same and she's grown up. <laughs> so I guess that relates into hopefully all the other return missionaries and freshman year friends are the same as well. And that was well, kind of yeah. that was kind of interesting inter- interviewing uh, the girls when I got Susie and Sid and Crystal. Cause I, ha- I mean, I always just talked to Lindsay, but it was mostly through Jared that I talked to Lindsay. But when I interviewed them, I was like, hey, it turns out that, yeah, everyone's still friends too. So I guess it, 
it applies to girls yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, it's weird, right? Because like everybody's the same, and we were all in the same place, like freshman year, and like we're all in like super different places now. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily because we're different. I think just like college creates this weird thing where a bunch of different people like are thrown together. Yep. Um, and uh, and for some people that could be like a boring experience or or confrontational experience or but for for like the group of people or the groups of people we do seem like an awesome thing. Cool. Hey, I'm gonna come up. <clears throat> to Utah probably in this fall or something after the baby's born. And uh, I know that we'll probably be hanging out at Rachel's aunt sometime. And I'd rather be hanging out with you than with Rachel's aunt, if that makes sense. Okay. I would love that. <laughs> so if I'm ever in the avenues or whatever, I might just pop over and, and take and have a visit. Or if you yeah, I mean, please do come up to my place. I mean, I can meet you somewhere too. I w- that would be awesome. Cool. Hey, I hope I just got a warning that I got nine percent remaining in my battery. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it. And uh, oh yeah, do you want to pick an outro music? I uh, yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> last time me, I picked... just send me a text of what you want, okay. and I'll put it on. Throw it on. on. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. See you, Anthony. See ya.
I was crying in the van with my friend, it was for freedom from myself and from the land. I made a lot of mistakes. 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 You came to take us. All things go, all things go. Let's go.